Welcome back to No One Asked Us. I'm Craig Choate. That's Logan Lee. Uh, thank you for hopping on once again for episode 13. 14. Okay, we Lucky. got it right this time. Lucky number 13. <laughs> All you listeners and viewers didn't even notice the mix-up last week because I edited <laughs> it out. Uh, this is episode 13. Like I said, I'm Craig Choate. That's Logan Lee. Thanks for joining um, don't forget to follow us on all our social media pages um, on YouTube. They're on the screen. Follow them for those of you that are listening. My Twitter is at Craig W. Choate. He is at the Logan Lee. Our show Twitter is at no one asked us pod. We're on YouTube. We have a Gmail email account. No one asked us 2021 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, anything you would like for us to discuss, shoot them our way and we will get to them on the show. I think that's all i got for that spiel logan how was your weekend? great oh weekend was good i think weekend you had a busy good. one i think i saw some uh some yeah celebrated weekend. celebrated my nephew's first birthday this weekend so that was pretty pretty exciting uh he he definitely destroyed his cake and was enjoying the heck out of it so that's what it's about so but yeah it was a good time got to spend the weekend with the family and and spend the weekend with him and so back at it though got a lot to talk about today yeah i yesterday and this morning i was like you know it's kind of going to be a light show and then just as we got on this call we were going through the rundown and we've got like 15 things on here that we want to talk about um it might be less alani centric centric today um which is kind of a good thing um we are recording this monday night at about 5 30 central time um one thing I was going to ask you though, is, is the smash cake still a thing? Like, did they give him his own cake that he could like just yes. destroy? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. We all had uh, cupcakes and he had his own, his own cake that he just, he yeah. just went into. And I'm sure you saw the picture. It was adorable. Yeah. And uh, he just, he was all about it. Yeah. What's his name? Lennox. Lennox. Happy birthday, Lennox. Lennox. Happy first birthday, Lennox. Gets a shout out. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lennox. You'll listen to this in 20 years. <laughs> um, in a couple weeks, about a month, uh, month and a half, um, Logan texted me last night. We're excited to talk some big brother on here. Oh, man. I, so I hope you all are ready for that. <laughs> had that revelation that uh, you and I actually both watched the show. So, you know, I've been worrying, what are we going to talk about this summer when we don't have Illinois sports? Well, obviously I have baseball and I'll have, yeah. we'll have movies and stuff, but we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about with big brother. So if anybody out there actually watches big brother, that's listening to the show right now, you're in for a treat. <laughs> I will tell you what. <laughs> we'll get to that later though. Uh, today we got some baseball. We do have some Illini stuff we want to cover. Um, and then uh, NBA, NF, NHL playoffs are coming. And um, I think Logan's got a movie or TV oh, show yeah. or something that he watched that he wants to talk about. But we are going to start with baseball this week. We're going to get away from the Illini for a little bit. We're going to talk baseball. And we talked about it last week. Albert Pujols was DFA'd by the Los Angeles Angels. And he's not going far. He is going to the Los Angeles Dodgers um actually the angels are going to pay all but 420,000 of the 300 million dollar salary for albert this year so not a bad deal for the dodgers um i did say last week that i didn't want him on the cardinals but then when i saw the news that he went to the dodgers i'm not gonna lie i was like man why didn't he come back to st louis (laughs) so i was i was a little upset um i think more so just because he went to the dodgers 
Like everyone's going to the Dodgers. What 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 do you think? Well, I think there's a lot of layers to this, and I've had some time to dissect it. Um, you know, when every when it was first announced that he was DFA'd, and my initial reaction was he's got to go to the American League. Yep. Uh, that's just what makes the most sense to me. Um, then the announcement came, obviously, that he, he's going to the Dodgers. So uh, my my first reaction to that was, well, he gets to stay in L.A. He doesn't have to move. Um, he can finish out his season in the same city uh, that he's probably going to con- continue to live in um, once baseball is done. Uh, he's going to go to a contender, uh, not only a contender, but I know there's have some injury issues and, but I mean, they're still probably the best team in, in at least in the national league. Um, the nationals, as I mentioned, are, are the Dodgers, as I mentioned, are a team that's, you know, have some injury issues and they could definitely use somebody that can hit left-handed pitching. So, um, I, you know, there's a lot of sides to this. If Albert really was going, wanted to go somewhere to play, to actually play, it wasn't going to be a contender. So he's basically choosing, I want to go try to win another ring and get some pinch hit at bats, occasionally play first base against the lefty. Um, the Dodgers have always been about, about flexibility the last few years um, with their roster, with the fact that, you know, Max Muncy can play a couple positions. Uh, Chris Taylor can play all over the field uh, when he's healthy. Cody Bellinger's played all over the, over the outfield and at first base. So they've always had the options to move people around. Um, he's just another veteran, veteran presence in that, in that clubhouse. You know, they've done it with David freeze. They've done it with Chase Utley. Um, that's what they're going to do with, with Albert. So, um, I, you know, I, I think it makes sense for everybody. As you mentioned, the Dodgers don't have to pay a lot of money. It's really a no lose situation for them. If he continues to struggle, they don't have a use for him. They just cut him. So, yeah. you know, uh, I, I saw your tweet, you know, your, where your heart is, where your head mm-hmm. is type thing with the Cardinals. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for his sake, can't really lose. I mean, he's probably not going to play that much, but let's be honest. He has to be honest with himself. Like he wasn't, yeah. even if he went to a team that wasn't a contender, at most he's a, he's a DH. I, mm-hmm. It is what it is. He obviously just wants to win and stay in L.A., so I can't blame him. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a good spot. You know, the, the Dodgers have some injury history. Bellinger has been hurt, I think, most of this year. Corey Seager just went on the DL, IL, sorry, still getting used to that. Just went on the IL. Um, so uh, there's there's a spot to some playing time there, some at-bats for him, but um, but he's not going to play that everyday role, which I thought that's why he left the Angels. So, yeah. um, and he doesn't have the DH spot to, to go into. So um, we'll see. It's just the rich get richer, I think. If, if Albert can – can string something together. And again, he's, I think he's batting under 200 so far this year. So um, he hasn't had a great year by any means. And that's why he was DFA, but um, I would have liked to see him stay in the AL because I don't want to October matchup with the Dodgers coming in the NLDS and Albert Pujols struts to the plate and hits a walk-off home run against the Cardinals or something. I'm sure you don't want that against the Cubs either. Um, But I, I was hoping for the AL, but Good for him. I, I don't think I was ready to see him hang it up just yet. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I wasn't ready for that either. But as we talked about last week, his numbers just numbers just haven't been. Um, he's been a shell of himself. And quite frankly, he hasn't really amounted to much of anything since he left St. Louis. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'd rather just I'd rather see him go out his way, um, you know, and if he can win another title, good for him, you know. Yeah. 
Um, here's my question for you, though. So we've talked about, you know, the whole Pujols farewell tour wasn't going to happen, was going to happen. Um, if he stayed with Anaheim, you know, it, it is what it is. He was going to bounce around to all these American League ballparks. September 6th through 9th, the Dodgers are in St. Louis. <laughs> Do you think Albert Pujols is on the Dodgers active roster oh. when September 6th through 9th cut rolls around? I say no. I say no. I say they'll be healthy by then and they won't have a spot for him and he'll, he'll be gone. If you think he's still there, how, how warm will you, will that welcome be? If it will it's not, two, if it's two contending teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the uh, difference. In September. I was hoping that matchup might be a little sooner in the season, but uh, when I was looking at the schedule, it's at the, it's in September, it's early September, but it's a, it's in September. I think what you just said is the difference. Cause we talked last week about how, when he came to St. Louis with the angels in 2019, he got this big warm welcome and he hit a, he hit a late inning home run and all the Cardinal fans were cheering for him, but that's because the angels are notoriously not, they're not a Cardinal rival for sure. Cause they're yeah. in the AL, but when you put them on the Dodgers, a team that the Cardinals have a lot of postseason history with, especially yeah. in the last five, 10 years, it would be totally different. So we'll yeah. see if, if he's still there, I think it, there will be applause and, and at least a standing ovation, but he got a standing ovation every time he went to the plate with the angels in that series. Yeah. I don't know that it, it, that would happen this time. Right. Around. So I didn't know that's interesting. Just, since that's it was going to, since this likely will be the last go around yeah. and you know, yeah, obviously there could still be a playoff matchup, but it's a little different being a playoff matchup than it is being a regular season one. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see, but yeah, yeah. that's uh that's Albert, and uh, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm glad that he's going to be able to at least attempt to go out his way. Yeah, I saw the, the, the Dodgers release the official announcement today, and they, they tweeted out the Photoshop picture of him in the jersey, and he's going with number 55, 55. which yeah. I was just like, that's just it just doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Um, wish, wish him luck, but um, not against the Cubs or the Cardinals. Um, watched an, an interesting E60 this weekend, as did Logan, um, sticking with baseball, Drew Robinson. Some Cardinal fans might remember the name Drew Robinson. He played for the Cardinals in 2019. Didn't play a whole lot. I don't remember how many games exactly he played, but he did make the the 25 man roster for a, a hot second, and he played some um, played some games with the big league club. Um, but it, it's a um, it's a heavy. I think that's what I, I think that's what I tweeted out. It was a heavy E60 done, done by Jeff Passan, a great job. So the story is um, the Cardinals released Drew Robinson and he signed with the Giants in uh, 2020. And then things just, with, with the whole world, things just went downhill quickly with the pandemic and all that stuff. And Robinson wasn't catching on uh, with the big league club per se. He was kind of bouncing around from, from the from from the bigs to AAA and wasn't sure if he was good enough and one night came where he had he had had enough and he shot himself in the head but he woke up the next morning um, it's uh like I said the best word I have for it is is heavy um, he is still alive today uh, to tell his story and, and Jeff Passan told his story on ESPN E60 I'm sure I haven't checked. But I'm sure it's on ESPN Plus streaming somewhere. If you haven't it seen it, uh, you need to go watch it. I think it's probably – it's an hour long. 
probably 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, but it, it was very, very heavy and, and something that I think a lot of people um, can learn from, I think. Is, is that the right word? Learn from or, or, or take a lot from yeah. his story. Maybe yeah. not learn, but you can take a lot from his story and and um, kind of get get behind his his thoughts and just how hard it is for some people out here. Um, Logan, you watched it as well. We were texting about it the other night and had some had some pretty good thoughts on it. Yeah, no, I, I had watched it. Uh, it. It originally aired a couple weeks ago because um, it was tied in because Jeff also wrote an article about it. It was a really long piece on ESPN.com about it. Um, and it, you said it heavy, heavy is the word. Um, I mean, it's, it's an incredible story. Uh, Drew Robinson had, you know, as Craig had mentioned, had kind of bounced around, uh, the, you know, triple a the major leagues for a few years, um, 2017 and 2018 had, uh, stints with the, with the Texas Rangers played about 40 to 50 games, um, both of those seasons. Uh, and then in 2019 with the Cardinals, um, I have the stats here pulled up. He only played in five games for the Cardinals, um, and then, yeah, he, he had landed, I think with the giants when all this stuff went down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just, you know, it kind of, I mean, it kind of talks about, um, you know, the struggles for, for baseball players, you know, that you, you hear all the time about how much money players are making, um, and how living the good life and all this stuff. But what you don't hear about is, is the struggle to make it up through the minor leagues and to, um, you know, be on that shuttle bus between AAA and the major leagues all the time. And um, this is kind of off subject, but it kind of goes in, it kind of helps with explaining some of this stuff. But if you are a podcast person and and you're a Cubs fan, especially, um, but the the podcast that Ian Happ and um, a couple and a couple minor leaguers, Zach Short and Dakota Meccas have right now, um, talks about a lot of you know just kind of living that life of a, of a minor league baseball player that's you know on your way up but kind of shuttling back and forth between you know triple a and, and the majors and and the kind of the kind of struggle that it can be um and you know the story that that jeff told about uh drew robinson is is really is really deep i mean it it kind of it highlights a lot of issues um and in particular with him um, but, but yeah, now he's, he's back, um, playing baseball again. He, he wanted to play the giants invited him to spring training. Um, and he ended up making the triple a roster and he he's been playing, he's been playing with one eye. Um, and it's, it's incredible. He hit a Homer the other night. I was going to mention it in our show last week. Um, but we ended up talking about something else and I got off track, but, um, it's just incredible. I, it's an incredible story um, that you can really take a lot from. I really do recommend it. As Craig said, um, there's a piece you can read on ESPN.com and there's also the piece that you can watch. Um, it is a little graphic, obviously yeah. for the yeah. circumstances for, for the subject matter, but it's a really good, uh, it's a really good story. And it, you know, it, it definitely has a lot to say about, uh, minor league baseball, major league baseball, that lifestyle, um, obviously one person in particular, this is about him. This is yeah. not the story of every single minor league baseball player and everybody that's living that life, but it does highlight, you know, the kind of lifestyle that, you know, those kind of guys go through. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's graphic. The, the E60 showed the body cam footage of the cops. Um, they actually broke down his door because he called the police and, and said that he shot himself in the head. 
And when we were watching it, we were like, why did they, wait, why did they break down his door? And they had their guns drawn and all that stuff. And the cops thought it was an ambush. They thought that they thought he was going to ambush or there was a people, there was a group of people there to ambush the cops because no one shoots themselves in the head and lives. And calls, calls the next day, the next day, the next day, yeah, yeah, yeah. the next day. Yeah. This happened like 20 hours night. And then, yeah, like 20 hours later. So like, who does that? Like, that's just, you don't hear that. So yeah, the cops definitely thought it was some sort of ambush situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want, we don't want to give away too much of it because like, I think you should go into it kind of unknown to kind of let it, let the whole story play out. But, um, but yeah, he, he lost his right eye is yeah. Lost his right eye. So he's playing baseball with one eye right now. And like Logan said, hit a home run early last week uh, for triple a Sacramento. So it'd be awesome for him to make the bigs again, um, at least for a stint. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, I, we both, both of us highly recommend checking it out. Um, either yeah. the article or the E60 um, or, or both. Um, but, but yeah, that's, um, it was heavy. And, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I caught, um, I, I didn't, I didn't see the first five minutes or so, but I caught the bulk of it. Yeah. So, so that, that was good. Um, in other baseball news, kind of baseball combined with basketball, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez <laughs> has agreed to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx for $1.5 billion. And as Logan pointed out before we started recording, his now star player doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Edwards, the number one overall pick by the Timberwolves, did not or does not know who Alex Rodriguez is, who now owns the team. <laughs> yeah. Great start. <laughs> it's a different generation. I mean, is this weird to you? This is weird to me. What part of it? That Alex A-Rod Rodriguez a is buying team. a basketball team? Yeah, he struck out with the Mets. He tried to buy the Mets. I mean, he wanted to own a baseball team, and that's just how that stuff happens. I mean, you, you, if you become, if you're in that situation, oftentimes you want to do one thing, and if things don't work out for you, it's not like it's every day that a major league baseball team becomes available. Like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I mean, that's just kind of how that stuff works out. So like, I know the guy that. Um, that owns the South Bend Cubs, um, the team that I've worked for the last few years. I mean, his basically the story there is he wanted to own a major league baseball team, but he also wanted to own one in like the Midwest, you know, and just, there was just nothing available at the time. Nobody was looking to sell their team. So he then bought a minor league team. So like, that's just kind of how that stuff kind of works. I mean, um, there's only so many major league baseball teams and if none of them are for sale or, you know, that you're available to get. And if you want to own a sports team of some type, you jump on something else. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's kind of weird. I, I don't know what sort of connection A-Rod has to Minnesota uh, at all. Um, but, I mean, good for him. Um, I like the Timberwolves. I think they're, you know, they've been a fun franchise, but they can't seem to get anything going. Yeah. Will he help? I don't know. But it's still kind of interesting to think about. Um, we talked about Albert Pujols earlier. He is starting at first base for the Dodgers tonight. Of course he is. So. Um, do you think this is like, not like midlife crisis, but like, you know, Alex Rodriguez just got broken up with by JLo. So he's now JLo's going to run around with her ex Finn Affleck. And so he's like, I think this I'm was just probably in the works. <laughs> this was probably in the works before that. Did you cry um, when they broke up? I was a little heartbroken. <laughs> so I, I was a lot of people. I just were. felt like love is dead. 
between that and the John Mulaney divorce recently, like I've just felt like love. Now is he's dead. with Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. I know that's a whole different story. I don't know if we're here what? to talk about pop gossip or not, uh. but um, that's a that's a whole different thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was a little sad. Um, you know what? <laughs> I I think I like many people have had um, a roller coaster relationship with Alex Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. the baseball player and yeah. the person, um, as a kid, you know, when you and I were, were young, um, Alex Rodriguez, this was young, hot shot shortstop playing the, with the Mariners playing with Ken Griffey jr. Um, I like, that was like the, the perfect, you know, one, two punch for a baseball team when we were young. And then he goes to the Rangers and becomes a superstar and makes millions of dollars and then he goes to the Yankees and then all of a sudden he just becomes the villain and then the steroids and the you know accusations and all that stuff and he just became a baseball villain he's likely I mean I think he'll get it at some point maybe but not a hall of famer and all this stuff that happened because of that and then he's now had this new life as a a tv broadcaster and you can say what you want about him in the booth I don't love him in the booth on Sunday night baseball. Mm-hmm. I do love him as a, as an analyst. I love him yeah. on Fox with, with Burkhart and Frank Thomas, like in, in Poppy, like their post yeah. when they're, they have the postseason, you know, um, studio stuff. I love their dynamic there. Um, I love him in that role. Um, and then the whole JLo thing, like I was just, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in for this. Sign me up. <laughs> um, and now love is dead and i I don't know what to think (laughs) yeah that's kind of the reaction everyone's given Uh, it's it's, i don't know and then the fact that she's back with ben affleck uh, whatever this isn't a pop culture podcast but i guess it can be one it can be whatever it's whatever it's exactly it's whatever (laughs) we want it to be um moving on though we are going to talk a little illini here and we're going to start with the men's basketball opponents have been released so this isn't this is not the schedule this is just what Big Ten teams Illinois is going to play in the 2021-2022 season. So I'm just going to read them off real quick. These are the home and away. So these are, these are the teams Illinois is going to play twice, both in Champaign and at the other campus, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern, Purdue, and Rutgers. The home-only games are Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin, and the away-only games are Indiana, Minnesota, and Nebraska. And I was telling Logan this again before we started recording. It's kind of hard to dissect this because we don't know the roster. We don't know the assistant coaches. We don't know who's right. going to stay in the NBA draft. We don't know who's coming back. So this is just kind of uh, something to talk about here. So uh, what's your first first thought looking at this uh, opponent's? Well, uh, yeah, you said it. I mean, we can't really dissect it too much just because we don't know who's coming back for Illinois. We don't exactly know what all these other rosters are going to look like. Um, It's good to see Northwestern's on there twice. Um, (laughs) Other than that, uh, not much to take away. Now it is the big 10 and the big 10 had how many big, how many conference, how many tournament teams this year. And, so, I mean, whatever. It's not like there's very many uh, teams that you're going to walk over anyway. Yep. Um, it is what it is. Um, you usually, I like, I'm more of a traditionalist. I like to see Indiana twice, mm-hmm. but that that rivalry is, I don't want to say it's dead, but it's just, it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Um, so it's not really quite as, 
a necess- uh, necessity for me at this yeah. point. But... I'd like to see Indiana and Wisconsin twice instead of yeah. Maryland and Rutgers. No, I agree. I agree. I think that there's definitely more to that. Um, I don't know. Not not much to say from it. You know, at least it's yeah. nice that we have that something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not much to, to take away there, especially since we don't really know even what the roster is going to look like. Yeah, having Iowa twice is good, although they'll have to be without Garza and Frederick. Not sure about Wieskamp. I know Bohannon's coming back for his sixth year, I think. Uh, Michigan twice and Michigan State twice is good. Purdue twice is good. I think Purdue's going to be really good. So that'll be some good competition. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot there. Just thought we'd give it to you um, since it came out this week and let you guys let that uh, sink in your brain here for another eight months before the season starts. Um, there was some kind of bad recruiting news. AJ Store decommitted earlier this week. He was uh, he had committed not too long ago. I think in February or March he committed to Illinois. Um, he's kind of an under the radar guy um, from I think originally from like Rock Island. I think. Um, but he's been out in Las Vegas. He's at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, he committed to Illinois on April 7th, and he decommitted May 13th. So um, wasn't committed for very long, but kind of expected when you're going through all the changes that Illinois is going through. Um, I'm sure one of the two guys that has officially left was the lead recruiter, and he's not sure who's going to be the assistants on the team. So he wants to make sure that he does the right thing for himself. So um, as much as it sucks, um, seeing him decommit is probably the right the right choice for him he's going to explode this year he's he's going to get a ton of high major offers he had a great summer um, from everything every tweet that i see about him whoever the analyst is or the reporter is 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 gushing about about this kid so it sucks um did you did you follow any of this or or know who he I mean, was yeah a little bit um uh, yeah a little bit it, again it's not really something to be shocked about when you're going through it coaching yeah. change like illinois is um and we'll talk about it here in a second but it continues i think to hurt that they still don't have that stuff in place but yeah. i don't know that that's necessarily connected to this um but yeah that's that's par for the course when you have stuff like this um but as you said he's he's definitely gonna he's gonna take off and he's gonna get a lot of offers and uh who knows we'll see what happens with him but uh, not not much to be shocked about i think there yeah, um, we'll see. He he's still he has not. Um, what's the word? He's not said he's not going to come to Illinois. Yeah. He just said he's reopening his his recruitment, which um, right. Illinois is right in there, so they still got a chance. It's just he's not doesn't have that verbal commit to Illinois at um, at the moment. Um, another guy that Illinois is going after, Trey Mitchell, uh, a kind of a stretch for a big man, a post player, transfer from UMass. Um, he is announcing his decision. No, he just released his top six. He just released his top list. Illinois is in there with LSU, Georgia, Texas, Florida State, and Bryant. Um, one of these things does not belong. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's his list. He, he is, if he's not at the top of Illinois' list, they're doing something wrong because that kid played really well at uh, UMass last year there's some stuff going on with his um he he was a package deal is what I read he's a package deal with someone um that Illinois is not interested in so their chances might be a little 
less than what people thought, but, um, but he would be a great fit. Um, he's, he averaged double digits. I think he might've averaged close to, if not a double, double at UMass. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely the one to go after at this point. Yeah. If they could make that work, uh, it, that fills the biggest hole that Illinois has right now on the roster, mm-hmm. um, as things stand right now. Uh, so he would definitely be the, be the, the one you want to try to get. But as you said, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's good to at least see Illinois in the mix there mm-hmm. though, even without, uh, a full coaching staff. Yeah, I think That's kind of my takeaway. <laughs> um, it, it's probably honestly between Illinois, Georgia, Texas, and Florida State because LSU just got a a commit from a, a big, uh, a, a freshman big. So I wouldn't think he would go there um, when they just got the commit. Um, it just kind of sucks that Kof, with the Kofi decision. I feel like is blocking a lot of this yeah. to go along with not having two assistant coaches, but. Um, there's a lot not going Illinois way right now, but I would venture to guess that everybody's just kind of working under the assumption that Kofi's not coming back. I think so too. I think that's just kind of everybody's idea here. If it happens, great. Plug them in. Yeah. And instantly you have a conference contender, but I don't think there's any sense in, in trying to at least somewhat anticipate that he's coming back. Cause I just, I just don't see that benefiting anybody. Yeah. Mitchell averaged 18.8 points and 7.2 rebounds um, as a sophomore at UMass. 17.7 points and 7.2 rebounds as a freshman. So two really productive years at UMass. He would be, he would fill a lot of question marks and holes with this team. But someone else that could is Quincy Guerriere from Syracuse, who also has Illinois in his top list. He's a transfer from Syracuse. Um, his top four are uh, Illinois, Arizona State, Memphis, and Oregon. And he has set his announcement. He is going to announce Thursday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, Logan Lee time. Um, Illinois was in deep with him coming out of high school when he chose Syracuse, but so was Oregon. So it's almost like he's kind of going to his backup plans here. Um, he averaged 13.7 and 8.4 for Syracuse this year. Syracuse team that made the Sweet 16? Yes. They didn't. Yeah, Sweet 16 for Syracuse. Um, so, yeah, another piece. He's a 6-7 kind of wing. I don't know if he, I don't know if he plays down low very much, um, but he's athletic. He's very athletic which everybody every name that i'm seeing illinois at going after and connected to it seems like brad's shifting that way he wants he wants athletes more so than anything else right now i think and i i think that goes to show what baylor can do because that's what baylor was and they just won a national championship i think that's just what a lot of the game is trending to anyway yeah i mean i think that's just the nature of it so as opposed to trying to go against it just just roll with it because that's what a lot of these players are are those kind of players those kind of athletes yeah so those are those are two names to keep your eyes out for eyes and ears out for in the next uh well Guerriere is uh, in a couple days it'll be two days once this gets released it'll be uh two days out that he will commit so we might talk about him next week um don't know where illinois stands as far as with both of those guys, they're in their top list, but they could be at the bottom of those top lists. We're not really sure, but um, 
as long as Illinois is in there, we'll we'll let you know and keep you updated on that. So Trey Mitchell, Quincy Guerriere, um, really no movement with the assistants. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we talked last week about how we were releasing our episode on Tuesday last week, and we were like, well, we know what's going to happen. They're going to announce their assistants Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, and we're going to have to wait a week. But there's literally, literally been nothing. You concerned? Concerned is a strong word just because I trust they have it figured out, uh, that they know what they're doing, because otherwise they wouldn't be in this situation. Um, but it is a little alarming, I guess, um, just because it is this far along. Obviously, I think the big hold, well, there's still at least one spot available. So regardless of what happens with Stephen Gentry, mm-hmm. there's still a spot there um that they haven't filled yet so yeah I, I, a little bit um it's just kind of more confusing than anything uh especially when it comes to these players and guys that are currently on the roster i know everybody's kind of saying yeah they're gonna be there but they don't know who's gonna be coaching them so mm-hmm. i mean i think you want to get some of this stuff moving but yeah who am i to judge it's may 17th i thought we'd have this answer figured out last week clearly they're not in a hurry so yeah there's some names that have been thrown out that their current employer has kind of been like, all right, we're not going to let you go. We're going to, we're going to do what we can to keep you. And I think that's slowing things down, but um, hopefully soon we know who's going to be on the sideline. Um, really happy with Chester Frazier so far. He's thrown some offers out to some kids who seem to be responding well um, to Chester at Illinois. So that's a good start, but uh, you need to get a big man coach and you need, you need to get a, a top level recruiter and um, don't know where it's going to come from, but, but uh, I think we both trust Brad to find um, I, maybe not his top pick. Cause I think if it, he had his top pick, he would have had him by now, but, but someone that fits. So we'll see yeah. maybe next, maybe next week we'll talk, talk about, uh, talk about who that is. Um, one of the Illinois transfers out has uh, released where he's going. Jermaine Hamlin isn't going far. He's going to Eastern Illinois. Um, honestly, when he announced he was transferring, my first thought was just go to Eastern because that's about where you belong, Jermaine. Um, so I think it's a good fit. Um, I think it's a, a good get for Marty Simmons because I, I think six, 10 guys in the OBC. Um, and I don't think you can discredit his two years at Illinois. I think it, it made him a better basketball player. I guarantee you that. Yeah, for sure. So I think he's going to do pretty well at Eastern. No, I think he'll be fine there. I think that's probably the level that, you know, he's he can see some success at. If anything, he's, as you mentioned, he's learned from playing against Kofi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the last couple of years in practice. So he can definitely take that, take that to the OVC level and see what he can do with it. So happy yeah, think- for him. I think those are the kind of offers he was getting out of out of high school. And then Illinois had a roster spot and they needed some size. So they're like, all right, why don't you we'll, – we'll throw an offer out to you, give you a couple of years. Um, so it, I think it makes total sense for Jermaine. Yeah, uh, I agree. Good, good kid. Um, he, he was he, he was a good, good, good fit for Illinois. You always like to have local kids, um, a couple of them. And um, – I'm, I'm sure everyone in Lincoln loved having Jermaine play at Illinois, but um, they'll, they'll still get to see him at Eastern. So good for Marty Simmons, good for Jermaine Hamlin there. Um, last Illini note for me, 
Um, how much do you pay attention to their men's golf program? I see your tweets. <laughs> so it, it is postseason time for Illinois men's golf, and they're doing what Mike Small and company um, do. They won the Big Ten championship was that last week, two weeks ago. Not too long ago. They won the Big Ten championship, came back to beat Iowa by one stroke to win that. Now they are at the regional in um, Stillwater, Oklahoma, going up against Oklahoma State um, at their home course. They were leading, so so they played 36 holes today. I think there's some weather issues down there. So they played 36 today instead of 18. And Illinois was leading for a good while, but Oklahoma State, it looks like, has, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're playing on their home course. And Oklahoma State is coming down number 18, and they have – there's five players. They have two birdies and two eagles on 18 to uh, take the lead over Illinois. Illinois does have three birdies on 18, so they're playing well. But Oklahoma State has taken the lead over Illinois. Top five teams advance to nationals, so Illinois is in a pretty safe spot. They've got a 17-shot cushion over fifth. I think it's a three-round tournament, so I think they're going to play 18 more tomorrow. It's been a couple years since I've covered this. Oh, I've lost my touch, but I do know five teams advance and Illinois is 17 shots clear of sixth. So I think they're going to advance to their 13th straight nationals. Um, they're fun to watch, man. I love covering, love covering Mike small and any Illinois golf tournament that I, I could cover. Um, we probably should at least give uh, Oakwood's John Davis a shout out though. Cause yeah, big the, 10 champ. The, Big Ten Championship yeah. in the 1500 yesterday. So, you know, sticking with the Illini sports That team. kid is a machine, man. He is. <laughs> oh, my God. Been one since high school. Yeah, that, that's incredible. I, yeah. I have all the respect in the world for runners because the only time I'm running is if something's chasing me. <laughs> um, it, it's I, I've never been able to run, like, just mm-hmm. for fun. So – Props, props to John Davis. He's been killing it since high school. I think. Oh yeah. I don't even know how many state championships he won. A lot. There. He was a great soundbite too, because he's like really smart. So his answers, like he thinks about ways to just mess with you, like when you ask the <laughs> questions. Um, I think it was it was in high school. We caught him after one of his distance races, and he straight up was like. Yeah, I wasn't even trying for the first three laps, and he won by like two minutes. We're like, uh, thanks for the great oh. soundbite, but wow, <laughs> it was incredible. Um, yeah. That was cool to see. Illinois hosted the Big Ten Track and Field Championships at the new Demersion, Demersion Park. That thing is a, such a huge upgrade for both track and field and soccer programs. I mean, the Josh Whitman has done really good stuff with the Illinois athletics complexes. Yeah. Um, oven groundbreaking has has happened so there's expansion going on there but but yeah congrats to uh john davis uh continuing his just outstanding uh athletic career high school and um and illinois anything else illinois while we're on it i don't think so i don't think so either i think, I think we've got finally it winding down with uh with college athletics here yeah uh, while we're talking golf, though, did you see the women's golf tournament? They just canceled. Yes. Yeah, I I didn't read all. I didn't read or see there was the a entire weather details. issue or something. So yeah, 
it was a regional and they just came out and said, yeah, we're done. We're not going to do this. They said the course is, was unplayable. So they just advanced the top five seeded teams without giving the other teams a chance. And everything I saw from all the teams that were, to, were participating, like their coaches were out walking the course, like this is fine. Like th- there's no, nothing wrong with this course. We can play yeah. this course. And the NCAA is like, nah, we're not going to play. But the cool thing is Barstool is now hosting a tournament to let all those teams that didn't play yeah. play another tournament. Now they're not going to get to go to nationals or whatever. So that, I mean, that still sucks, but it's cool that they're they're And, and I'm surprised the NCAA is letting that happen. First I agree. Of all. That was my thought. Yeah. But um, Barstool golf uh, four play podcast and, and those guys, they're some of my favorite golf coverage. Um, they do a really good job. So I'm glad that they're making that happen. Did you uh, get any um, recommendations or any suggestions for your your golf question last week? I've, other I've, than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> the, the Tim Lee tennis golf course is open for you if you'd like I might, to. Uh, I head, might need a tour head to Oakwood. I might you need a tour. Head out anytime. Ted, <laughs> Tim would love to have you. Uh, I've got some options. Um, I've got I've done some research and I got I got some options. So I'll be playing a lot of golf this summer. Hopefully, uh, I'm really happy for you. Eventually. Thanks. Golf and T-ball. Yeah. <laughs> Not this and week. Being a, and being a dog dad. Okay, yeah. moving on. Um, moving on, yes. Uh, NBA playoffs start, yeah. I believe, tomorrow. Um, Correct. Do you understand this whole play-in? Why are they doing this? To get more teams into it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, everybody's adding more teams. To, yeah. to the postseason baseball's yeah. done it football's done it um obviously the nba is looking for a way to get a couple more teams involved four more teams involved in the yeah. postseason um worked out from a ratings perspective this year because you're gonna get uh lakers yeah. and warriors uh yeah. in the play-in game so i mean most of those other matchups aren't really ones that people will care about um you have a couple you know bigger uh markets on the east coast and the celtics and the wizards on in the on the eastern side but um yeah people are going to be watching lakers warriors steph steph from lebron and anthony davis that's that's going to work in somebody's favor i know lebron's pissed about it i can't blame him but yeah um i mean they're also the seventh seed so like whatever that surprises um, me i guess because lebron's been hurt a lot this year. yeah they've had a lot of injury issues so so it looks like the seven and the eight play each other and the nine and the ten play each other the seven Correct. and the eight the seven and the eight winner automatically gets the seven seed so they'll play the Correct. two seed the loser of the seven eight gets the winner of the nine ten and then the winner of that gets the eight seed correct the one seeds okay so, are you excited about the possibility of getting the Lakers or the Warriors? Because I see you are a, a Suns fan, <laughs> according to the shirt you're wearing. So I guess you could so, say the Suns are my West Western Conference team. Oh, that's great. Um, I've been to one game and I loved hmm. Phoenix. So I bought a okay. shirt and yeah, yeah. Um, Suns have surprised this year. They're the two seed. Yeah, that's I was shocked at that. Um, I'm not. I mean, they've got the pieces, but it's just the Suns. They haven't really. They, they've underachieved since Steve Nash left. So yes, I, I was surprised. They, how, don't forget though, they were the team last year that went undefeated in the bubble. They did, yeah, and still didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, so to go from that to the two seed, 
yeah. um, out West. Granted, it's been a down year for the Lakers and the Warriors have had, in, both those teams have had injury issues. So yeah. um, that's two teams that you would normally, you would have expected to, to be a little higher, um, I mean, but still. I guess you, you can't count out any team with Chris Paul. So you got Chris no. Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Booker. Ayton, um, Mikhail Bridges, a uh, good three and D guy. So, so yeah, the Suns, they're a quality team. I, I would love for them, them to, to make a deep run. Um, but yeah, in the West, you've got Memphis and Sacramento, not Sacramento, Memphis and San Antonio is the nine ten. Like Logan said, Lakers and Warriors are the seven, eight, the East, um, I guess local team Pacers are the nine facing the Hornets, Sam Smith, happy that the Hornets snuck we in should, that. 10 we should have got, we should have got Sam Dracula on the show. Should have continued with our SIU alum <laughs> guest list with Sam Smith. Um, he does host actually Sam Smith, our college buddy from SIU hosts a podcast with Muggsy Bogues covering the Hornets. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> if you are an NBA fan, you should definitely give Sam a follow on YouTube. Sam Dracula yeah. uh, is his page, but he's, it's a, it's a Hornets fan page, but he's got a lot of good stuff on there. And yeah. as you mentioned, he has the show with Muggsy. So yeah, that's a really uh, good he's job. A, he's a pretty good follow. Yeah. Uh, seven, eight, there is Boston, Washington, like Logan said. So um, some interesting matchups there. The other seeds, Utah is the one seed in the West. Um, I know they're pretty good, but again, kind of surprised that they're the one. Um, Phoenix is the two. The four five is the Clippers and Dallas. Three six is Denver and Portland. That Portland team is scary. When when McCollum and Lillard are on are on, mm-hmm. that team is scary. Denver without Jamal Murray, I'm not sure how far they can go. So Portland might pull the upset there. Um, in the East, Philadelphia is the one seed. Trust the process has finally paid off. Uh, Brooklyn, the two, I think it goes through Brooklyn probably if those, if their big three are all healthy and playing. Um, Milwaukee, the three against Miami, the six. And the Knicks, New York Knicks, and Coach Tibbs. Tibbs yeah. leads the Knicks to the playoffs. They're facing the Hawks, Trey Young and the Hawks. So uh, if I had to guess, I would say Brooklyn and. Man, I don't know who's going to come out of the West. I don't either. Wow. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't either. I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to venture a guess. I, I can't. I, I have no idea who's going to come out of the West. I want to say the Lakers from the seventh spot. Kind of where I'm leaning to. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Getting, I, past, getting past Portland uh, or Phoenix is going to be going to be a challenge. But, I mean, if they're healthy, the Lakers <laughs> – I, I mean, they're the best team in the West if they're healthy. So yeah, yeah, that's the big question. I mean, it, can they stay healthy? I know LeBron's had he's complained a little bit about this season to begin with, but yeah, um, it is what it is, and this is the situation they're in. So yeah, um, how much NBA yeah, do you watch? Bits and pieces do you, do you throughout the year. It? I usually watch during the playoffs. Yeah, um, for sure. But bits and pieces throughout the season, just kind of. I mean, I follow it, but I don't yeah. watch a ton of it. Yeah, same. Um, I am in an NBA fantasy league. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I, I won the league, so I'm the NBA fantasy league champion. So I, I follow it a little bit, but <laughs> kudos, kudos, Humble congratulations, Craig? congratulations, that... Craig. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, my, my brother Cameron's big into the NBA, so he kind of fills me in on. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what he does in his spare time. So. Okay. Uh, what a spare time he has, but yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring him on to dissect the, uh, the NBA playoffs. 
Should have had him on we'll this week to tell us who's going to win the West because I have no <laughs> idea. I'm still looking at this bracket, and I... let's just bring him into the FaceTime right, or to the to the Zoom right now, and just don't even let him know what's happening. Just send him a text. <laughs> Quick, camera. You can send him the, the link. You got him the link. Um, I'm. I want to say Portland. Honestly, it, that's. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, like oh. Logan said, this is this is kind of the time where I start watching. Like at night, that this is what I'll watch. I'll I'll put baseball to the side and I'll watch the playoff NBA playoffs um, for um, a good portion here. Speaking of NBA and uh, my nephew's um, birthday this weekend, so Cameron, being the big NBA fan that he is, um, obviously his wife has become more of an NBA fan as well, and she's becoming she's taking a liking to Luka Doncic. Oh, yeah. and they. There's a little resemblance that Lennox kind of resembles Luca a little bit. He kind of kind of has a similar look. So um, one of their friends um, was at the birthday party and got him a a Luca jersey, nice. like for for a one year old. Like it was best nice. gift of the whole day. <laughs> it was perfect. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, Luca's fun to watch. Luca's fun yeah. to watch. But anyway, we'll see, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, We'll Congratulations on your fantasy basket, your fantasy NBA champion. Thank you. Greg. Thank you. I know that's what you were fishing for. So <laughs> I'm just really glad that I'm here to provide that for you. I'd like Since to, I'm sure uh, nobody responded to your tweet about no one, it. no exactly. likes, nothing. I'd like to that's thank Damian. Here. I'd like to thank Damian Lillard, um, CJ McCollum, uh, James Harden. Both of them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. James Harden traded for him uh, at the deadline. Um, oh. You and the Nets. Yeah, Rudy Gobert was was, mm. a, was a quality player for me this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, Anthony Edwards, oh. our friend, our A Rod's friend, Anthony Edwards. Um, yeah, <laughs> it it was a good year. Uh, it's just kind of something to to keep me interested and um, and yeah, keep up with the NBA a little bit. Uh, also, starting just a couple nights ago, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know Logan. Yeah, you you're out of my element. I was gonna here, say so. Logan doesn't follow this like at no. all. Um, no. And honestly, um, as you can see right here, um, followed a lot a couple of years ago. Um, pandemic kind of threw things into, into a loop last year, so didn't um, last year. And then this year for me, the blue – so the NHL did their whole realignment because of COVID this year where they put all the Canadian teams in um, the North Division – and then they split, like, they did East, Central, West, and North. Sorry, I hit my mic. East, Central, West, and North. So there was no, like, um, Western Conference and Eastern Conference and all that stuff. So so potentially the – I think the – yeah, potentially the Blackhawks and the Blues could have met in the Stanley Cup final this year had the Blackhawks made it. So, like, their total realignment. I honestly had no idea that this was happening. That's how little I pay attention to hockey. So, so yeah, go the, ahead, carry on. The the Blackhawks were in the central, and um, which is on like the the right side of the bracket, and the Blues are in the west, which is on the left side of the bracket with the north. So north and west are on uh, one side, and east and central are on, are on the other. So yeah, the Blues got put in the west with Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, and Vegas. So every single one of their road games minus Minnesota started at like nine o'clock here. So 
I've watched less than 25% of Blues games this year. So I'm not as versed. I know that they were very much on the playoff bubble for a long time and then got hot towards lit, late in the year and they grabbed the they grabbed the four seed in the West Division. So they start tonight, um, nine o'clock start, of course, um, taking on Colorado. Um, I don't think it's going to be another one of these banner years, but it was fun to see uh, them pick it up uh, late in the year here and, and make the playoffs. Uh, there's a lot of talent on the team, but it's um, just hasn't hasn't quite uh, gelled since the since the um, since the Stanley Cup win and since COVID hit and all that stuff. They've had a COVID pause a couple times last year, uh, but they've been they've been playing better. So who's who's your Stanley Cup pick, Logan? Oh, um, the Blues. <laughs> I have no idea. I do have a question though. Okay, I probably um, don't have an answer if it's hockey. Because related. you pointed out the Blues banner that's sitting behind you. Yeah. Just curious, are you going to have a banner printed that said most wins in Big Ten, Ch- Big Ten Conference play and hang in your office? For Illinois? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just curious because that would be great. That would be a great addition to your Cardinal pennant <laughs> and your Blues banner uh that's behind you you really should <laughs> maybe i will have it done and i will send it to you just so you can hang it in your office so totally unrelated but that just reminded me logan oh, was great. sent logan was sent a book by someone have you figured out who sent you that book <laughs> it, it was cameron yes okay <laughs> <laughs> it was cameron so okay i'll tell this story so i had a birthday a few weeks ago and uh, I went home for the week. You know, I went home the weekend before my birthday um, and got a couple of gifts from my parents. And we were sitting out there eating, you know, cake or whatever before we left to come back up here. And Cameron said, hey, I didn't get you a gift. So let me know what you want. And I'm like, OK, whatever. So I just, I like I didn't text him like, hey, I want this. Like, I just I don't that's not a thing I was going to do. So um, I left to go to left to go to work or something a couple of days ago. Um, and I look on my porch and there's a package from Amazon. And I'm thinking, I don't think I ordered anything. Did Allison order something? And it had my name on it. I'm like, I definitely didn't order anything. So I open it up. I don't have it with me or else I'd show you. Um, it is a, it's Seth Rogen's brand new book. Seth Rogen, the actor, wrote a book called, I believe it's called Yearbook. Um, and it just, it was just released. And it would, I didn't order this book. I have no idea where this book came from um so i'm thinking myself did somebody from like is this something like my job sent me i i don't know like i just i'm trying to figure out who sent me this book like my birthday was like three weeks ago well then i a couple days later i'm still i still hadn't figured it out yet and i was doing a little research i realized that the book had just come out that day so then i i tweeted it out and nobody had said anything and i texted you about it you're like no i didn't send it like, I don't know Rogan, you, Seth Rogen liked your tweet. Seth Rogen did like my tweet. That's what got me looking at this because he was going through <laughs> and liking all these people because his book had just came out. Yeah. So uh, come to find out it was my brother that got me a birthday gift, probably ordered it a few days around my birthday, but the book just came out and it just ended up in my house. So thank you to Cameron. I don't know if you're even listening to the show, but uh, I did solve the mystery of the book, the, <laughs> the yearbook from, from Seth Rogen. So very excited to read that. Still reading Joey Brackett's book, yeah. uh, Joe Lenardi's book. Uh, so I'm, after I'm done with that one, that'll be two books for me this year, which is big. Wow. Last year I read one. I read uh, Colin Jost's 
uh, book, A Very Punchable Face. And uh, this year will be two, assuming I get through both of these books. So Remember when you said I remind you of Colin Jost? You do have a little bit of Colin Jost in you. And that's a compliment. He's a good looking guy, I guess. But I, you do. There's a little bit. That's There's the first time I've Jost. ever... That's the first time I've ever been compared to a celebrity. Like no one has ever told me I look like anybody or act like anybody. I pick out mannerisms on people a lot that I just see like within their face and how they do certain things. There's just certain things about you that you have a little bit of Colin Jost in you. So get him on the show. Did you, you'd probably, I'm sure you didn't see this, but uh, I, I happened to turn on, when we got home last night, I happened to turn on the MTV movie and TV show awards or whatever they had last night. Yeah. It wasn't really worth your time. Pretty much everything Marvel won every award, but Scarlett Johansson won the Generation Award or something. So they pre- she was doing her speech remotely. So she she pre-recorded this whole thing where she was thanking people and talking about her career career and everything. And then Colin walks over. And they had like a two camera setup, and all of a sudden they cut to this other camera. And you can see Colin walk over with a bowl and just a white T-shirt, and he dumps slime on Scarlett's head. She's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like. You got slime MTV. She's like, no, that's Nickelodeon. He's like, oh. <laughs> it was just this whole bit. It was really funny. I got a kick out of that. But anyway, that's a Colin You get a Joe's kick funny. out of anything Nickelodeon, really. Uh, I do love Nickelodeon. Did you see my profile picture? <laughs> I did, but that's not why I'm freaking out. Uh, Legends, Legends of, of the, the Hidden, Hidden Temple. Temple. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, so in. I'm so in. I'm so in. For, for adults. All of, yeah, for adults. For adults. For, for all of you that are about our age, about the 30, 30-ish years old, Legends of the Hidden Temple is coming back. That was my favorite show as a kid. It's where you like, like teams of two and there's like eight teams and then it gets whittled down to one and you have to run through the, what was it called? I, Olmec's I Temple. I don't remember. Yeah, Olmec, something yeah, like that. Temple of Olmec or something. And there's, yeah, there's like a maze and all that stuff. It's coming back for adults and very excited that's awesome (laughs) very excited um so we're uh we're getting long here on this episode and logan's got a movie he wants to talk about so yeah real quickly i I want to those who wish me dead i do want to kind of get into the habit now that movies are going to start coming out again um but those who wish me dead is a movie that just came out this past weekend uh released into theaters and simultaneously onto hbo max had the privilege of watching this with uh, my parents and allison over the weekend um it is a movie directed by Taylor Sheridan, who is big into like West, like modern day Westerns. Um, he did Sicario a few years ago, um, which was really good. And um, Hell or High Water, um, Wind River, a couple of movies that I really enjoyed the past couple of years. This one um, starred Angelina Jolie um, in, the, in the lead role. Um, just a, it's a, as I said, it's kind of like a, a Western action flick. Uh, where she plays a, a character who's a, a smoke jumper um, out in Montana um, when they, you know, the fire, the forest fires and everything. Um, but there's a couple of, of assassins that go through this whole thing. Um, it's, it's just a solid, solid movie, like an hour and a half long. Don't expect too much out of it, but uh, I was pretty pleased. My dad was picking it apart. There's a lot of plot holes. I won't deny that. Um, there was there were some issues with with the critics in the room um i as i wasn't as critical as some of the others even though you know i'm the one that actually like gives scores and things to this movie but uh no it's it's just a solid watch so if you're uh venturing out to theaters or if you have hbo max uh those who wish me dead just came out this past weekend definitely worth a watch um don't expect too much out of it but definitely not taylor sheridan's best work um 
but it's right up his alley and it's it's a solid movie the kid in the movie is also is also pretty solid as well um so yeah those who wish me dead worth a watch on hbo max i gave it three stars we're gonna start doing that now that's gonna out be our of, thing craig out of five three out of five okay i was hoping it was three five, out of five you ten. can you can incorporate a graphic somewhere we can talk to our production team uh, about adding that to the budget um somewhere you know like uh they do on on portnoy's pizza reviews you can do like a oh you know ding. A three a three star something i don't know whatever okay but anyway uh that's that's the movie i watched this week so lots coming out the next few weeks a quiet place two comes out a couple are weeks you going and, Cru- and cruella comes out for my editing what? here are you going yes. straight three or is it like 3.1 3.3 3.0 it's just okay. three stars rookie score I have a whole elaborate system, Craig. We're not going to get into this. If you want to know, it's actually like a 6.6, but that's not, that's out of 10. I'm just doing three out of five. Okay. We're just going to make it easy on you. Okay. You got it. Does that work? Does that work for you? Yeah. Does that work with our, for our production team? Pushing our budget here. Pushing our budget. Great. (laughs) I started, um, do you watch uh, Last Chance You? Uh, No. I, I maybe I started like the first season, I think, but I don't think I ever finished it. So they did, I think, yeah, they did five, <clears throat> excuse me, five football seasons. Yeah. The two in Mississippi, two in Kansas, and then one in like Oakland. Mm-hmm. And they did a basketball one now. I started that this morning. I got like 25, 30 minutes in and I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it right now. So I stopped and I started the crew on netflix with kevin james oh the the nascar one okay it's it's kind of funny it 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 had me more interested in than last chance you it's it's like a one it's a one season one season thing uh i don't think there's very many episodes but but yeah that's what i started today because i finished i guess i didn't talk about this i finished survivor i watched all 77 seasons of survivor all 40 seasons of survivor excuse me (laughs) um I could I could go on and on about that because it took about a year exactly because I started that when I started my new job. I remember. And I went through 34 seasons in 32 weeks. And then I just stopped until like a month ago where I finished the last four or five seasons. So if I wouldn't have stopped, I would have finished 40 seasons in like less than 40 weeks. It was insane. What is your overarching thoughts on the 40 seasons of Survivor? So I've act- I actually kept a list of rankings after each oh, season. Oh wow! Yeah. After Why haven't we season, talked about this? Because I I don't know. I haven't even tweeted it out yet. Are um, you gonna do this for Big Brother? Because that would be great. No, I can't. There's way too many I've episodes. Seen, There's like I've 90 episodes of, of Big Brother every year. Yeah. Um. So where's that? Oh, here we go. My top. I'll give you my top three Survivor seasons. Okay. Season 13, Cook Islands. Season okay. seven. Pearl Islands and season 20 heroes versus villains were my top three seasons. Wow. Okay. I haven't seen any survivors since like season three. So yeah. Um, so I don't really know it was, what you're talking about, but it was me and my family's like go-to every week when it first came out, like yeah. 2000 through 2008, Same. 2009, when I moved out and went to college, I stopped watching and then just, since I moved up to Champaign in like 20, I don't think it was immediately, but like 2016 or 2017, I started watching again. And so I went back and rewatched them all, every single episode. 
that's dedication, my friend. I'm really happy yeah. for you. Yeah, it was good. And I might do it again because they're entertaining. Might no, do I'm it kidding. Again, I'm said. kidding. I'm kidding. Good God. I'm kidding. Quick, uh, quick, quick. Before yeah. we end, yeah. you mentioned the word Oakland real quick. Where do the Oakland A's end up? Oh, if it's not Vegas in the or short term, if it's not Vegas or Nashville, I'm going to be upset. Makes sense. I think Vegas probably makes the most sense. You think so? Nashville will be everything. cool though. Nashville Vegas, will be cool though. Vegas is getting Nash- everything. Nashville is going to require some realigning within baseball, which that's yeah. not like a ridiculous thing to think about, but yeah, that would require some realignment because they're not going to play in the West. In the West. Yeah, that makes so. sense. Yeah. Anyway, I just although the Nashville Predators play in the West, so that's true. But you don't that's know true. hockey. I do know that though. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I know that or not. I don't know. I don't know anything. All right, that's a we can go on and on for that for another episode. But do you got anything else for this one? I kind of forgot we're recording a podcast here. Honestly, we, we just started that's talking. The beauty of it, Craig. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We just hit record and start talking. No, I don't have anything else. All right. I'm, I am good. I've covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, the Nationals come to the Chicago tonight. The game just started. John oh, yeah. Lester's on the mound. Kyle Schwarber's back in Chicago. I'm probably going to tear up a little bit. I'm going to go watch that now. And uh, yeah, go Cubs. This weekend, Cubs cards. Sunday night baseball. I'm, I'm still trying to get through the emotionals emotions of this series first we can record our next week's episode during like the seventh eighth and ninth inning that's not the sunday night game is it yeah is it the sunday night game yeah sweet let's do it (laughs) all right for logan lee i'm craig show thanks for listening thanks for watching we will see you next week bye